everyone, and welcome to the Hanukkah Erotica Book Club. I'm Razel, and I'm here with my stepsister and co-host, Malia. Hi, Malia. Hello, Razel. How's it going? Going well. We are progressing through the Jewish calendar, which is always fun. We are. Happy Purim. Happy Purim to you. Freilchen. A Freilchen Purim. Mm. <laughs> yes, Sorry. <laughs> We're, what are we doing tonight? I think we're discussing a Purim novelette, which I never knew was a word, but maybe it is. It's is the it? subtitle of the book. You I, know, I, I feel this was a short story, to be honest with you. I don't know that, like, the word novel necessarily belongs here. Agree. It really was just a couple chapters right. <laughs> of a tale that ended right. quite abruptly. Totally. Like I was, I was reading it on the Kindle and, you know, they show you like what percent you're done. And I kept looking down and I'm like, how is this getting wrapped up? I'm at 94% here. Uh, but then of course it didn't get wrapped up. It didn't. Up, so exactly. Right. Okay. So, so folks tonight we're, we're talking about Purim Fling, uh, novelette, so they say, by right. Sarah Marks under a series called Yom Tov Romance. This is the first of the series. The first of the series. I yes. figured it out by the end. Yeah, the first of the series, Perm Fling. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written in 2019, and it's about Jenna, who finished college and then moved home. She's working three different jobs, and she's feeling like she doesn't have any opportunities to have flings. Seems like she's really lost. I don't know whatever she had before, but she doesn't have it now. She's feeling She's very sorry for her. She seems to think that at the age of 22, she should ha- be living some kind of high-flying. Yeah. Yeah. Living at home is, is not it for her. She's right. feeling very sorry for herself. And, yes. Um, so it's about Jenna and uh, a fellow she meets at a Purim party at yep. the shul called Asher. Um, I have to say, yeah. I, I do think, like, Purim is a sexy holiday. Like, you know, it's, a, it's really, it's a, you know... I would say it even has it over Hanukkah. Like, sorry if that's, you know, I don't know, heresy on this podcast. But I would say... It's true. It's so so true. It is a sexy holiday to the point that before... Remember before the podcast idea, my idea was to write a Jewish romance? Sure. And I was texting about it with Katie. Katie, my best friend from growing up, who you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like what's it about and she's like i think it starts at a perm party where a girl meets a cute boy and they don't go on a date and then on hanukkah she sees him again across the salad bar at whole foods (laughs) there you go love it that's a great that's a great pitch (laughs) it's really good but yeah it's rooted in perm because that's like our debaucher like you're not gonna have a like such a debaucherous moment like hanukkah party is like we've said like office party shul party you know like i don't know tame family fun Totally. Um, There's latkes. It's 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 not se- so sexy. I mean, again, we've had sexy moments now with this Hanukkah erotica, and we'll have more. But sure. I agree, Perm's way steamier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perm. I mean, we have it's hamantaschen versus latkes. I mean, you know, it's no question. Enough there. said. Enough right. said. There you go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, Mike, no, it's, 
you have the costumes you have drinking there's it's it's true right okay even yeah so the, the which is to say that there was more potential that's my point is like there's just tons of potential here is it taken advantage of mm, not so much it, it isn't right like even malia you know, we have had some fun Purim parties together. We were yeah. recently <laughs> we were recently reflecting on Purim pictures of the days of yore. I think it was 12 years ago. The picture was from 12 years ago. That was from 12 years ago. You know, and, because like, it's funny because now your costume has come back around to be topical. <laughs> right, right. I was a Navi from Avatar. Mm-hmm. And um, we that night, like we started on the Upper West Side, but... We're also in like Gowanus. We did and a I whole feel like in the East Village. I feel like the Lower East Side or the East Village at some point. Like that's very like <laughs> it's like a very twenty something <laughs> thing to do to like. Totally. I don't know how we did it. I have no memory of the commute aspect of it. Like where we must have been on subways in our costume. I don't know. I don't know. See, my memory is that we. I don't know about every leg of the commute, but I think that we took took cab this is the pre-uber days i think we took cabs from manhattan to brooklyn and i'm pretty sure when you got out you shared that one of your cab mates had been vomiting wait what from drinking too much but who was in the cab with me i don't i don't want to you know oh someone we knew I slander anyone on a podcast here not that it's slandering i mean it was all good holiday fun right which is to say there's potential on Purim. Believe it at is, that. It's a debaucherous <laughs> holiday. Like, that's just, that's the name of the game. It's right there. Right. When we got to that party. I was wearing a tank top and shul. I mean, you know. Yes, exactly. There you go. Which, at the time, you never would have done. I don't know. That I, you'll, you, I, I don't think I still, still would do it, to right. be honest. Yeah. Right. Uh, when we got to that party in Gowanus at the Green Building, like, I felt like I went down like the hole in alice's wonderland <laughs> like it was otherworldly totally there was like people on stilts it was like <laughs> it was like it was like a um one of the parties that like stefan from snl would be describing like yes. this party has it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was something um, Hasidim dressed as hipsters hipsters dressed as Hasidim <laughs> totally totally it was really cool um anyway so yeah there's a ton of sexy potential in Purim and mm-hmm. honestly this book wasn't it Mm-mm. this book wasn't Mm-mm. it you know I don't want to repeat myself on every single episode the same stuff but it's hard for me not to when the things the themes keep coming up in the books but within the second sentence of this book Again, we have this main character who's feeling bad about her body and a, and a mom who's telling her she her arms look fat. Right. So it's like, it's not me that, that's harping on this. The, the books keep bringing this up. I was going to yeah. ask you how you felt about that because there is a big body image theme running through multiple books of the... And I, I was... How do, what do you... like? So with this book, I mean, we were talking last, last time about like the character's having an issue versus the book having an issue and i don't know where i've i don't know where we land with this one listen i'm not it's i'm not buying into the overall sexiness of it but there is sort of the pretense of like the guy loves her body he's he's talking to her about how you know he wants to see her with the lights on he wants some you know he's very into her she's soft and warm and he likes it 
Exactly. And she's like, no, no, no. I work at a donut shop. I eat too many donuts. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're not like any other woman I've ever known. Meanwhile, he doesn't know her or anything about her. So that that part of it doesn't <laughs> And she ring says so that, truly. which she says, by the way. <laughs> right, well, good for her. But, the, but anyway, I'm just wondering, like, there is a mom who's con- commenting, but I wonder if that's supposed to be like the overall message of the book maybe is a more positive one. Yes, the overall message of the book might be less kind of like fat phobic than an unorthodox match just was as a book. Exactly. That that was my point. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you on that for sure. Um, Okay, so so back to so so Jenna, you know, she's not feeling so great about herself. She's a lot of people, by the way, like move home after college. And so I feel like maybe that part of it's relatable. And also it is true when you move home after college or even if you move home for a summer between college or even the five week break and winter break, like you do go from feeling like independent and adult like to just like very much not. Totally. And, you know, there there is a scene in this where she wants to feel a little bit of independence. Her parents are like, where have you been? Where have you been all day? Where have you been all day? And she's like, right. why do I have to tell you? But it's like, you're a member of this family. It's like, that part actually was a little bit relatable. And as I, you know, say this about things that are relatable, it is making me think, we don't necessarily read anything or watch or consume any content for its relatability necessarily. Mm-hmm. True. But there's something about these books that feel to me like they're trying to be relatable, but then they're right. still unrealistic and really not. So I find I find that frustrating. And just right. like the dialogue in general, the dynamic between Jenna and Asher, the dynamic between Jenna and her former childhood best friend Golda, like all of Golda's dialogue, which we have to read a little bit of, is <laughs> no one would speak the way Golda speaks. I think the the issue is like all these characters are so one dimensional because yes. there's there's not even enough time to develop anyone. Like right. everyone is just a, a trope that doesn't really like seem real at all like right like what i was just saying about how he how the what's his name asher asher Asher, um is like you're not like any other woman i've ever met which like he doesn't know her or anything about her which it would be fine if that was a line like you know whatever just uh to come on to her but then when you read his his sections he actually seems to believe that genuinely yeah like that she somehow like is a breath of fresh air and like she's she's like who he really wants to be but like what's he talking about okay but here's one here's the one thing i I, he does not know but one thing that is very clear is that there's this whole idea that like people are going to these shul events because they just want to meet a husband and she doesn't really want to just meet a husband and he certainly does not want a girl who's just looking for that right that comes up many many times and so like maybe one thing he is feeling in their you know, fling together, which is very short-lived, we'll describe, but there's, it's one instant at a Purim party where right. she gets schmutz on her dress and he helps clean it off. Schmutz. <laughs> and, while he, and while he is helping her clean off her dress, yep. things get very spicy, yep. which, is, which although you don't actually hear about any of it in the book, it just happens. And then on the right, next... the book's not really so explicit. I mean, a little bit, but much less than it could be. Definitely. And then he's, like, completely infatuated with the knight. 
and so right. the next day, by the way, Asher's visiting from out of town. He's visiting. He's visiting and staying with a colleague of his, Golda. Golda's the best childhood friend. So it's not like they grew up together or anything. Right. Jenna's from this hometown. Asher's visiting. They meet at a party at the shul, a Purim party at the shul. Yep. Um, but so he's like, you know, thinking about this night, this party. And so the next day he finds her at the museum that she works in. And they spend the whole day together, much of it in his hotel room. Like that's, that's basically, the, these are the, the two times that they've spent together that now he's like, you know, completely infatuated and like, I've never met anyone like her. But like, right. maybe he has never met a Jewish girl who has not wanted more. Right, or who's, who plays hard to get a little. Unlike Maybe. Golda, who seems to be, like, lying to her parents that they're dating, even though they're not, which is just weird. <laughs> Golda so just seems weird. like a psycho, a sociopath. Like, I don't even know. Like She's, all, she's also just so mean. Like So the, mean. She's so, so mean. She's like, um, I have to find some of her lines, but Golda's really nasty and says very not nice things about Jenna and her best friend. She's, she, Golda's very mean, and he cannot stand her. I don't really understand any of it. But somehow like, he's accompanied her home. Like, exactly. The... Like, I don't understand how he could hate her so much and also be staying over at like with her family for Purim. Right. Uh, right. What's, right. What's <laughs> going on here? And everyone he is everyone he knows like her because she seems like such an extreme. Like, who knows anyone like this? Like, it's just like. And also they're very like. I'm all for the body positivity, but, like, the degree also that they caricature her, where she's like, ugh, a donut? I don't eat donuts. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, of course, like, you know, she's the villain, she's mean, and, like, she, you know, is, like, just dieting her head off at all, at all costs. Yes, like, this is what she says when she's describing the party to him. There will be Nora, the lesbian. I'm sure we'll see Jenna, who is the biggest loser. My mom said she got fat because she's working at the local donut shop. She worked there in high school, too. She's some type of freak, too, like super tall. My mom thinks Jenna is so amazing. She's apparently teaching crafting classes and some other stuff, too. I know she's not that great. She just went to some dinky local university and got a business degree. That's like the new English degree. First of all, like, do you see, like, as I'm reading the sentences, like, this dialogue is so bad. Like, it's like wooden. It's, it's like hard. To, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. so hard to even read because totally. it, it can't be. It's just not that no one would talk like this. And also, it's so, like, it's just slipping things in. Like, my mom thinks Jenna's amazing, but really she sucks. She's so terrible. She sucks. My mom loves her, but she sucks. Like, what? <laughs> right, right. Okay, so they get to, they get to the party, and she, Jenna's into him right away. She sees him, and she finds him to be very attractive. Well, she better. There's only, like, a, you know, a few pages left. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And this is what she says. She says, I reminded myself that he was not the kind of guy I ever had a chance with. Men like that don't look at women like me. I was tall and chubby with thick black hair that was everywhere. Thick black hair that was everywhere. Like, I'm sorry that this is now me talking, but does she mean like all over her body or like thick black hair on her head that's everywhere? Because like as a woman who has both thick black hair <laughs> everywhere and also a lot of thick black hair on my head, I have never once in my life been like, that guy's hot. He's not going to like me because of all my hair. Like this is just like, I want to understand what she's talking about, but either way, I don't relate to any of it because don't I have... feel like this is also a theme in these books with these women and their uncontrollable hair as yes. a metaphor for something? Like, yes. my hair, it's everywhere. Who would, 
who would like me? I'm such a, I'm Quasimodo. Like, what? Yes, this, the Shadchan being like, you have to dye and straighten your hair. Like, your hair. I, 100%. This is coming up in all these books. My eyes were just brown and my skin was dot, 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 space, fine. By the way, <laughs> the grammar in this book. It's a little on bit of one a cop, page, there's like editor. three. On one page, there's three different grammatical slash spelling errors, like a straight up wrong there and where w e apostrophe r a when oh, it was yeah. meant to be were. Um, I wasn't smart ambitious or driven to make up for being plain i knew what i was and what type of man i would attract that's probably why i was so bitter about the typical jewish guy i was going to end up with one in the long run no matter how much i tried to fight it why is she a so hard on herself and also giving jewish guys such a bad rap like everything about this is terrible and honestly yeah, to the point the, that who's if, the typical jewish right, guy what does like, that mean like if if this were written by someone who wasn't Jewish, it should be like straight up anti-Semitic. Like, what? Um, Anyway, they're at the party. And then as I said, wine gets spilled on her. Maybe Golda spills it on her on purpose. I don't remember exactly. And they end up having a very intimate moment in the closet. Yeah. Then again, right away, they spend the whole next day together. Uh, He says some things that are so unappealing. What does he say? He's like, um, let me let me find it. Well, first he so for, first let me say when he finds her. He's like, this is so weird too. He, this is when he finds her at the museum the next day. He's like, I came here looking for you. Asher said. She goes, how'd you know I'd be here? When I dropped off Golda at her parents' house, I went inside to retrieve my clothes. She was complaining about you to her mother, who defended you. She mentioned this was one of your jobs. I looked it up on Google and called this morning to see if you were here. It's called Googling. Like, being like I looked it up on Google is so clunky and weird. Right. Um, I retrieved okay. my clothes. I, so too. bizarre. What would you have done if they said no? Okay, long, long, long. He has another list. He's like, I want to spend the whole day with you. And then one thing later she she said while they're already in his apart his hotel do women ever tell you no i asked trying to buy some time to think of a good rejection all the time but not usually after we've slept together last night was amazing you said you've never done anything like that it's true i'm not that impulsive i told you i don't do relationships and i can honestly say of all the hookups i've had none have been that intense okay fast forward fast forward fast forward i uh he says, um, you know, I, okay, I can't spend the night. She says, I can't spend the night. I do as well, so I'll make sure to have you home in time for bed. I sat there looking at him, torn between my desire for him and the part of my brain that said this was a bad idea. Just today? Probably, he said. I usually get women out of my system quickly. Okay. Apparently, my desire defeated my reason. Could you imagine a guy being like, I'm probably just today. Right. I usually get women out of my system. I usually get women out of my system pretty quickly. Okay. And then they move, move good, ahead. Right? And listen, exactly. like, I, I, okay, like, it's fine if she doesn't want anything. Like, that's totally fair. It's just, like, sure. to say it, like, in that way it's feels like, particularly so, unappealing. Yeah, transactional, totally. Like, oh, and then also he, like, gave her the key. Do you remember this? He gives her the key before he comes up because he had to, like, go do something downstairs, buy something or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then when he comes up to the room, she's, like, standing in her jacket near the bathroom. Yeah, and he's like, I, women usually are in bed waiting for me or something like that. Yeah, which is, like, another thing. Like, if either that's, like, something in, in my life that, like, I have <laughs> not done that people have expected or, like, truly out of movies and romance books and not a real thing but like the idea that like in life most times he's come up to the room and there's right, been like, someone naked in a bed like, presenting themselves to him 
the type of person who's living that life doesn't seem to me like the type of person who's coming over to Golda's house and going to the shul Purim party. Like, yeah, it's just, in her it's dad's not, scrubs. It's not like a cohesive image to me of who <laughs> this person is supposed to be. Not at all. Right. Not at all. I found her standing at the door to the bathroom, her jacket and clothes still on. Most women greet me from the bed, already undressed, I said. Oh, okay, Asher. Asher. <laughs> Asher. <laughs> I like him as Asher. <laughs> By the way, I do think Jenna and Asher are like hot names. Yeah, like, it's they, a good, but they sound good together. Totally. They're great. They're great. Golda? I feel a little bad because my sister's middle name is Golda. So I like, you know, I have a soft spot for the name, but it's kind Fair. of good. It's a good villain. It's a good yeah. villain name, I guess. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's you know, okay, I, I could be sold on a sexy Golda, but this one wasn't. Nope. Um, anyway, then, they have, yeah, go. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I don't know what more there is. There's not so much more to the plot, so I don't know. Yeah, they, uh, th- it, then it abruptly ends. Right. <laughs> he wants to see her again. She says no. She says no. She says, no. She's like, you can just visit. I live here. I didn't understand any of any of this. I didn't understand the rationale. I don't understand their dialogue. This book right. was so weird. All of a sudden, she's very angry at him, even though, like, he doesn't really change his tune in any in any way. A hundred percent. She. It's it's very, very, very strange. She gets, like, they, they both are, they're, he, he, he's annoyed, she's annoyed. They're at some meal at Golda's house. How did that happen? Unclear. And uh, there is a lot of discussion of like, let me bring you a hummintosh, which <laughs> which I liked. Didn't someone bring someone hummintosh? Yes. In? yes, yes. There's a scene at the end where she's like on the out. I'm envisioning like the outdoor like front porch or something at Golda's house. Sure. At the Levy's home, and he brings her one and. She's like, thanks for the cookie. No Jew is saying to another Jew, thanks for the cookie about a hummantosh, but okay. Um, and uh, also, the dinner at that house was it says dinner was simple with roasted chicken, potato kugel, roasted asparagus, and a light gravy. <laughs> Which I don't think that's a weird food description. So weird. You know how I feel about delicious food descriptions in these books? This wasn't it. This book was weird. Also, is this a weeknight dinner and they're having potato kugel? <laughs> yeah, because maybe it was like some for Purim. But the thing is, I don't know what kind of, you know, I don't know what kind of Jews these are and what kind of shul this is. Right. And what exactly is happening. Because as someone who's been in and out of so many different kinds of Jewish communities, I feel like I have my finger on the pulse of so many. You and do. I don't know who these people are and again i think it's mostly because the character development is so poor that it's impossible to know short. what the hell it's, is going not, on there's no color it's yeah right right but and i so I, I just i don't i do not know i mean it's def this is for example like definitely not an orthodox shul right like nope i don't think people are having a one-time fling in a closet of an orthodox shul and then that's not the center of the story, that, like, this scandalous thing happened. Right. If that happened and people caught wind, it would be a big deal. I'm not saying it never happens, but I, I don't think it's typical. I don't think. It's, Maybe I'm naive. I don't know. I don't think that's typical. Right. It's not typical. I, I don't think it's typical because I also think that if people in those communities are doing things like that, it's outside of the community. 
Right, right, right. It would be somewhere, like, it would be in a more neutral space. Exactly. Like, if people want to... Could be on Purim, but it would be, like, at a party that's not a shul. It would be, like, you know, yes. the J, you know, I don't know, the downtown whatever. I agree. Or I think that, like, in a totally secular space where people are flexing those muscles and trying things on outside of the community. But I don't think too... I don't think two religious Jews are meeting for the first time at an Orthodox shul Purim party. I do think there are scandalous Purim parties that happen at shuls that, like, get too wild and it becomes a thing. Oh, that's possible. But I don't know about... Yeah. Especially because there's so much drinking that happens on Purim in general. There's so much drinking. Guests come. If you hear there's a good party who don't usually come to the shul. I feel like that's happened. But again, that would be like the scent. That would be the whole story. Like exactly, that would be this. That would be the whole story. Yes. Um, also, this home montage is so weird. The chocolate in the middle was still melted, and a cherry poked out from the side. Okay, I'm so glad you mentioned this because I was like, <laughs> cherry chocolate. Like again, just like I feel like I've been around the block with Jewish communities. I also feel like I've been around the block with flavors of hamantash, and so have you. Is this a thing? We don't know. This is not cher- cherry chocolate hamantash, and that's that's odd. And I don't even know where a cherry is poking out from the side of a hamantash. Maybe the right. whole thing opened up, like if it burst open, maybe. But otherwise, yeah. But then you're just no describing s- a misshapen hamantash. Yeah, I, I don't. It's, uh, very weird. Yeah, it makes no sense. Chocolate cherry hamantash, and I'm really, really thrilled that you mentioned this because as I was reading it, I, I just didn't understand what was happening. Gross. Mm. Um, yeah. So unless it's supposed to be a you like, is this some kind of a euphemism for I don't know the colors the. I think you're being very generous of our combination author. red. I mean, brown. If, if it if it I is if it is, I think that I think that overwhelming that amounts a, that's of an, black that's an hair idea. everywhere. That's an idea. <laughs> I don't think it's an idea that Sarah Marks thought of, but it, it's sexy. Certainly, okay. that would okay. be sexy. Putting it out a there. cherry a cherry popping out from the side is sexy if you put it like that. <laughs> Um, See, there's, there's more layers here than we initially thought. There is. This, this book's actually very deep and layered. And, <laughs> yes, complex. Know. Yeah. And the commentary on the Jewish community. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, he gets rejected. He says this this is just completely abrupt. It was hard see it was hard being rejected once, but to have her do it a second time required that I force myself to walk away. Again, folks, this was after just that night at the party and the next day at the hotel. I wanted right. to kiss her, even if by force. Ew. But I was inching too close to the man I was actively working to never be. I left dinner quickly after that and decided to get the last flight to New York instead of spending the night wallowing in entitled self-pity. I sent Golda a text message to let her know my plans had changed. The next day, I went back to my life. Jenna was right. I should have been able to put the fling aside to get back to my boring life. If she had been like every other woman, maybe I could have. That's what I had been doing for years. Now she was stuck in my brain and I needed to figure out what to do about it. Was she the type of woman I needed in my life? This weekend, even with all the rejection, certainly hadn't been boring. For the first time in years, I was feeling emotions over a woman. If she could keep me on my toes for two days, maybe she was worth more than a fling. Perhaps I would go on vacation for Passover. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. And it ends. (laughs) I was like, okay. But then it doesn't end. It's a cliffhanger, Rachel. Rachel. It's a cliffhanger because Matzah Ball Billionaire is the next book. It's the next book. Are we? Are we gonna? 
Are we going to venture <sighs> forward in the Yom Tov series, or are we stopping here? I mean, here's the thing. K.K. Hendon has a book that also takes place over Passover. I love her. If our her. listeners, if, and we love her. Love it's her. called Dating the Other Daniel Cohen. If our listeners want to know more about Jenner and Asher's story, we could, ta- we could read it for you. Like, we could take one for the team, read Matzah Ball Billionaire. <laughs> Let us know, I guess. If we get feedback that Matzah Ball Billionaire is of interest, I'd be willing to venture forward. You Me know? too. Me too. I mean, it's 99 cents on Amazon. I see right here. You see can't right here, that. you know. Right. Okay. I can't, I'm can't, be, to do that. can't beat that. Of course, I'm willing to do that. Um, you know, I don't even know what he's talking about. All this rejection. Like, I mean, no, I don't I, know. I don't even know what he's so upset about it or wallowing about. Truly. I mean, Asher, Asher. Yeah, I'm, right. What rejection? I'm confused. Right. I'm confused. But yeah, if our listeners want us to read Matzah Ball Billionaire, we will. Although I'm pretty excited for um, dating the other Daniel Cohen because K.K. Hendon, she, there's just something about her that really speaks to us, and I think we're really going to enjoy it. The thing is, you know, like we, we were saying, Purim is sexy. There mm-hmm. is a lot of opportunity here, and if we are ever going to start to co-author a Jewish romance, right? We should we should draw from some of these Purim experiences that we've had, that we've parties we've been to, the potential of Purim. You know, it's like there is a lot there. Again, this book, you know, maybe a missed opportunity. Scratch the surface, I'd say. Yeah, scratch the surface. I think that there was, you know, really uh, underdeveloped characters, yeah. really clunky, bizarre dialogue. Right. Not um, really tapping into the emotions of no. human beings as I know them. <laughs> no. Okay. And also, you know, a really strange amount of grammatical errors for a published book. Did they want a quiet life in the suburbs like their parents had? Were they slackers living at home? W-E apostrophe R-E? Mm. Binny did Oof. her first grade homework like two nights ago. Never would have been able to submit that sentence. Were they slackers living at home with a w- <laughs> W-E apostrophe R-E instead of W-E-R-E? Like, mm-mm. Right. She knows her snap it. words. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. First graders can't submit that. So I don't know why Sarah Marks did. Right, yeah. Then the next sentence, were they glamorous models who just wanted to have fun for a few nights? Were they thin, fat, tall, short, ambitious, resigned, entitled, or something else that would bore me? Anyway, it goes on and on. That's just at the beginning, but I just wanted to point out those grammatical errors are really problematic. It pulls you out of the story is what it does. It does. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, it's not. If it's not acceptable in first grade homework, I don't think she'd be acceptable on a book I that I just bought on Amazon. I think that's a reasonable bar. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so this was fun, but mm. total, total garbage. Garbage. And I wish it was garbage that was, like, enticing or fun or spicy or had something redeeming, but it was just bad. It's just wooden. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's a shame. But I enjoyed but, discussing it with you. I always enjoy discussing these books with you. Oh, for sure. Um, Let me read you the description of dating the other Daniel Cohen, because listeners, what we're thinking about doing is taking a break after Purim and coming back for Passover with either dating the other Daniel Cohen. Well, it's probably what we're going to be doing, but, you know, you let us know what you think. Yes. Um, And in the meanwhile, we're going to also be working on getting on Spotify and some other platforms that we're hearing from you would be very helpful so that you could listen. And 
do follow us on Apple Podcasts so you can be updated when the next podcast drops and follow us on instagram at hanukkah erotica book club so you can get updates from us and um we now have one very nice review on apple podcasts oh my god read it to me i haven't seen it oh okay um yeah it's so sweet um and not left by someone related to us i'm pretty sure okay great which was a criteria hold on let me get it up so when did this happen it's dated February 15th. Wow. I really miss this news. Five stars. Deliciously charming is the subject. And the review reads, I tend to only read very serious literature and listen to podcasts that are even more serious. But listening to these two young, intelligent, energetic women discuss a totally different genre of books is a welcomed and playful addition to my life. Truth be told, I would listen to these two discuss any life situation and be totally absorbed. After listening to the review of Weather Girl, I'm going to seek out Rachel Lynn Solomon's YA books for a teen I know who's having trouble with depression. Great podcast. Huh. There you have it. I really appreciate that review. Thank so you so nice. much. Yes. Left that by was... B- Big Red 37, I think is the, I don't know, nom de plume of that person. Wow. Big Red. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And, you know, follow in Big Red's footsteps and leave us a review. Yes, we please. We would really appreciate it. We would. Okay. Here is the description of Dating the Other Daniel Cohen please. by K.K. Hendon. In search yes. of one imaginary boyfriend. By the way, I just want to remind everyone how bizarre the description of <laughs> one other, the other K.K. Handed book was compared to what it actually was. So, you know, let's take this with a grain of salt. In search of one imaginary boyfriend, after one disastrous date too many, Abby Horowitz would love nothing more than to swear off dating for the rest of the foreseeable future. As it is, she's too busy juggling a full-time job and law school to date anyone. Unfortunately, her mother has other plans. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And for Abby, that means inventing a fake boyfriend that she could date for the next few months before conveniently breaking up with him when her life isn't so hectic. There's no way that a plan this perfect will fail. In search of one imaginary girlfriend, when Abby tells her neighbor Daniel Cohen about her plans, he proposes an alternative. Use each other's very common Jewish names to create fake people to date for the next few months and go on for 10 dates to strengthen their tenuous cover story. Dan's Dan's an accountant muscling his way through the busy season and barely has time to breathe, let alone attempt to date anyone at all. Having a fake girlfriend will keep the phone calls from his mom to a minimum, and it's not like he doesn't already hang out with Abby all the time. It's a flawless plan. Nothing will ruin it. By the way, I feel like we read that before, and also, (laughs) there's a reason that I said this was going to be Passover-related. I feel like there's something I read about this book that maybe took place on a Passover trip, but... Yeah, the review doesn't say anything about Passover. Definitely doesn't say anything about... Oh, no, look. What? Last last line. Oh. Not last-minute Pesach plans, not Jewish geography, and definitely not any unexpected feelings. That's, that uh, was it. There yeah. you go. This takes place in some kind of Pesach program or something. Love it. Pesach yeah. program is a great setting. Oh, a fantastic setting. Okay, good. I'm and very so is, excited. So, and fake relationships are a great romance trope. Always and it's K.K. Hendon, so it's going to be good. She's going to do it right. She's going to do it right. So I'm excited about that. So we'll be back for Pesach. It's going to be a Pesach episode. Um, and then, yeah, we'll keep on we'll keep on going through the holidays and reading Jewish romances. Uh, Fabulous. Of which it's there own, are. It's our own Yom Tov romance series. <laughs> our own. Um, so, yes, follow us. 
follow us on all the things and leave mm-hmm. us a review and we're so happy that you're listening and having fun and reading along and uh, that's it good night mom good night Rays. Thank you.